0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was just me typing my finished letter to the President of the United States. He's coming on the Open Guardcast next week. You can use our discount code, Open Guardcast twenty uh, five, for twenty five percent off every election performance uh, program, uh, which is currently what the President uh, is using because he is, you know, he's getting getting healthy. He's getting his reps in. Uh, my name is Jake Watson. I'm joined by Daniel O'Donnell, and today we have Josh McKinney on again. Against our better judgment, uh, we we get this man back on. <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, but uh, funny enough, Josh and I actually we we're gonna get into this episode. It's gonna be awesome. But uh, we recently met in the finals of the 2020 American National Championship, and I've never felt happier to see somebody across the mat from me. You know, because competition is kind of that thing.
1: But we'll get we'll get into that in a minute. But Josh, first off, how are you today? I am doing good. It was a, It's a little disheartening that you were so excited that you drew me in the final, but uh, I guess we'll yeah, you can we'll take dig into that in one of
2: two ways. Yeah, <laughs> we'll dig into that.
1: Taking away that
0: I mean, like you're my friend, and it's oh, okay. <laughs> not okay. like God. I'm not some asshole. I'm, I'm not like you know what. Glad I got my final out of the way in the semis. You're like, oh, there. thank God it
1: was just Josh.
0: <laughs> well, how it even went down? I feel like I, I feel like you and I had a really really awesome match too, which uh. We'll definitely get to talk about, but I'm also joined by Danny O'Donnell. I know I didn't introduce him. Uh, everybody okay. should know him. All the men want to be him and all the ladies <laughs> want him. Sorry. Uh, Morgan Huffenthal is in the picture, so you guys can just scoot, all right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the Open Guardcast. Welcome to the most drawn-out intro I've done so far. Uh, you guys like that typing thing I did? I really had to come up with one in like three seconds, and I just thought, what if I just like really loudly typed in my computer?
2: It'd be cool if you had a typewriter, and then you could push the thing to the side and you can make uh, that noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway,
0: <clears throat> so we're joined by Josh McKinney.
2: Uh, first of all, I do
0: want to talk about the American Nationals final and, like, kind of what was going through my head, and I'd like to get your take on it, too. So it was a weird tournament, first of all. Murillo Santana was in the bracket but pulled out, but he was there. So yeah. Murillo's walking around, and we're like, Josh and I even talked before the fight. Uh, or before he goes on his second match, he had his first one and I had my first one, but IBDJF tournaments are running a little behind lately. Just kind of due to all the regulations they have to follow. It's pushing fights back. And Josh and I, I'm like, Oh Josh, what's up, man. And uh, he's like, yeah, Marillo dropped out. And I was like, but he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like right there. I can hear GM. him
2: coaching right now.
0: Mm-hmm. He's wearing that same jacket that from, from last time. <laughs> um, by the way, I love Marillo Santana. I think that he's like, just, he's like such a,
1: it's like a minimalist you know what i mean you guys get kind of I, I don't see i've never heard him talk to anybody or I, I, like i fought him once and tried to have a conversation with him and he just like smiled and like nodded <laughs> and yeah and uh so that's it all i know Josh. about marillo he's a minimalist with his words too i think <laughs> For sure. yeah. well, like he's got shoe he's got shoes that like he has like
0: self put together you know what i mean like he's <laughs> them on Just, like with duct tape. I'm not even lying to you, really. Like, wow. really, and like, he probably has the first Blackberry, too. You know, like, not gonna
2: get-
1: He's trying to get- he pulls out a stylus to text. Oh, He's like, They've been trying to get me to update this thing for years. <laughs> so I won't do it. He's like, <laughs> Sorry,
0: guys, my page was going off. It's
1: like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: Josh tells me about the uh, about Marilla dropping out. And I actually want to hear about how your side of the bracket went before, before I talk about how mine went. I would love to hear how your side went and like mm-hmm.
1: how you felt that day. Cause you had a great, you had a freaking great showing. Well, thank you. Uh, I guess so, um, my, I, I am really bad about remembering anybody's name. So I will just apologize in advance, uh, when I start calling them a uh, Brazilian guy, one and two, uh, there's no way, <laughs> I mean, no way like racist in any way, it's just, you know, if they were American guys and I didn't remember their names, I would be like, oh yeah, American guy one and two, you know. But <laughs> uh uh my first match, uh I I you know I expect it to be a tough guy, uh tough match. Um guy's name is Rafael something, and he's won a bunch of stuff, looked him up, seemed pretty tough, had a has a really good um uh like ankle and far side sleeve guard, like De Hiva far side sleeve, and um, so I wanted to pull on him. I did. I was able to sweep pretty early. I actually swept from my duck guard, which comes out tomorrow. My <laughs> newest duck guard comes out, and I actually swept from there. He swept with uh, uh, his co- or his pant leg sleeve guard, and um, I ended up getting a uh, Coyotera footlock and uh, finished him with that. Um, and then I'm expecting my second match to be against Marillo, and so that was like— uh, the guy that he had fought, I couldn't find anything about. I couldn't find any matches on. So I was like, yeah, I'm very much assuming it's going to be Murillo. Within 30 minutes before my match, I checked my phone and it is not Marillo. And I was like, oh, did this guy beat him? And then I looked up on the list and Murillo just didn't show. I don't know if he was injured or or what, but he just uh, didn't check into the division. Um, the My theory on it is uh, I fought him in Cincinnati. And he hurt his leg kicking my butt so bad. And so <laughs> I thought he was like worried about, I don't want to do that again. You know, that le- that foot injury I had from, you know, stomping Josh McKinney's head <laughs> on the curb was really, really bad. And so he didn't show. And so next fight I won, I think I won like 19 to two. Uh, and uh, I passed a lot, couldn't finish every time I would pass. And uh, towards the end of the match, I was, like, playing seven-minute match pace, and uh, I had three minutes left and was scorched. And so I tied up, him up in 50-50 and did nothing for three minutes and then uh, made it to the final against the ravishing Jake Michael Watson. Well, um, that's,
0: that's definitely colorful. And, uh, yeah, man, your finals match, uh, that guy is handsome. Anyway, <clears so throat> really I uh, freaking – are.
1: really nice, too. I just—I uh, I, didn't want to like say anything. I'm like, man, the whole time I was like, why do I keep smelling roses? I literally don't <laughs> believe that. Even a bit. Like, I won't even let you say that joke
0: because I know how bad I smelled. In fact, I changed geese after our fight because I knew my gi was clammy. So, um, <laughs> my bracket went a little like this. My first match, I really wanted to get like kind of um, started slow because I my I hurt my back a little bit uh, on on Tuesday leading up to the tournament, grappling with uh, Cade Roque, who's a purple butt at my Jamie's an adult competitor. And because uh, I saw Tiago Macedo at PANS trying to do this, he was like escaping the back on his feet. He was defending on his feet and doing an amazing job. So I was like, I'm going to try it. And I hurt my back. So I was like, I'm not that good at it, obviously. Uh, but my back was hurting like leading up to the tournament. I went to Neil Morris, uh, who's a regenerative doctor out of here in Mesa, Arizona and uh got treatment done but still hurt so when i did my first match i pulled collar and sleeve but it was a uh, my, my opponent's name i remember because uh <laughs> you know i have three brazilian you, friends i'm not you racist you care about people uh, you know. <laughs> exactly because yeah. i care I'm deeply invested no uh but he's he, i've actually fought him funny enough you go on my BJJ heroes you'll see that i fought him three times in two different tournaments back to back to back i fought this guy three times in a row um My name is Nathan Barreto and, but he was grabbing grips on my, on my pants to prevent collar and sleeve and he's grabbing them so deep in my like shorts that he was sort of getting close to having control over, uh, you know, (laughs) nice, Nice. um, but yeah, that's good
1: strategy. It was
0: uh, really uncomfortable and I was forced (laughs) into just kind of being immobile because if I move too much it might, you know, you you kind of get it. The the third leg lock, as they call it. The (laughs) third leg lock. It's uh, it's coming out tomorrow. Um. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) but, uh, So that match took like forever. But then eventually I got really frustrated. And as soon as he lifted his hips high enough for me to put my feet on his hips and leg press him, I just did like the... The primal – most primal leg press sweep over the top that I've ever done in my life. And then I ended up on top, and I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to pass. So I passed, and I got an arm bar from Mount. And then my second fight was against Gabriel Mehta. And Gabriel Mehta and I have gone back and forth. He fought – I fought him in gi at brown belt, and I uh, triangled him. And he fought me in no gi at black belt and arm triangled me. So I was like, damn, this uh, – or actually it was an anaconda, which is kind of the same thing. But <clears throat> he uh, – me and him have gone back and forth. And we had a dog fight in the semifinal. Uh, it came down to like the last 30 seconds. I got a double leg. And, and then I, I win that fight and I find myself in the final. I look at my phone and I immediately start laughing because Danny and I talked before the tournament. I'm like, how funny would it be if the two goofy podcasting Americans made it to the final and fought each other in the final? And Danny'd be like, oh, that'd be hilarious. Like, that'd be awesome. And I honestly, like when I said I was excited to see you in the final, it was like, dude, I have like no hangups here. Because if I lost, if, let's say I, let's say we went out there, and uh, by the way, we'll get into how our final match went. But let's say I went out there and I got submitted by a cow lock in like five seconds. I would not have been upset. I'd be like, damn it. <laughs> like that. But we're still gonna have you on the show, like that. And I think that if anything, your your uh, my fight with you in the final kind of embodied like how I think about jiu-jitsu in the first place. I like having friends. I think mm-hmm. that competition is is not meant to be just like you know, hate this guy. And if you don't win then oh, be angry at yourself, it's like, dude, like we, we live for, we live for a lot more. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot more to life than, than winning a, a tournament at the end of the day, but it was a lot of fun. And there's a lot of fun, a little funny things that happened in the match and that Josh and I talked about. Uh, but
1: like how was your experience
0: he- fighting Jake Watson, Josh?
1: Uh man, it was uh, it was will let me start with this. It was way better than my first experience fighting Jake Watson. Uh, <laughs> my first experience fighting Jake Watson. Uh, if we refer back to I think I believe it was last time I was on this show, uh, I talked about how I maybe it wasn't, maybe it was when I was on my show. It was on yeah, jokes. yeah. So, um yeah, I talked about how um, Jake ankle locked me so fast that I lost a sponsorship uh, yeah. And so this time, um, I was like, okay, it's really, I, obviously I want to win the match, but one thing I don't want to happen is to get ankle locked in eight seconds. That would be the worst thing that could happen to me. Uh, I would really be discouraged if that happened uh and same uh, pon-
0: that same sponsor would call you and be like hey yeah we made the right choice
1: yeah <laughs> um, you, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, or they just apologize. comment on the, on the video and say lol <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> Got oh my goodness but uh yeah it was on uh, the overall experience it was same thing man you you go in and uh we both make it to the finals the the, the two cartoon character looking Americans that, you know, get to make it to the finals. You know what I mean? Like that's who, um, who is there. And I think it's a cool thing for, uh, just for American jujitsu in general, if you look at it from the perspective that I'm from nowhere, Illinois, and you know, you're from Arizona, you know, we're not, we're not in the Mecca of jujitsu and we were both in the final of the adult black belt medium heavy division and so i thought that was just a really cool uh really cool feeling it's really cool moment i really uh, enjoyed it
0: yeah dude uh i totally second that and i remember i took a video on my instagram story uh when they were bringing you and i videotaped you and josh went like like he did like a funny gesture he did like the huzzah thing <laughs> like and i was and i immediately was like this is gonna be so fun <laughs> so the fight opens up and like uh, the fight was so mental, like because Josh has a very, very good single leg X, and uh, and it was the probably the hardest time I've ever had passing single leg X, and that's not me joshing. Like I actually am – I was super confused by how you play single leg X. We open up, and I pull guard first, and I go for a and Bull, and then you immediately wrap a footlock, and I felt the state in this footlock. <laughs> I felt just the the pent-up aggression and when he grabbed my foot I was like he's gonna freaking arch this hard he got it and you got the lock immediately it was sunk and I was like damn like if I don't take care of this right now i'm like he's gonna arch this and we almost went out of bounds but then I ended up in single leg X and we we spent the entire fight me trying to pass your single leg X but there were a couple of moments in the fight that like I actually had to restrain a laugh like I had to because there was a moment where you tried to sweep me out of bounds, and you got this this—immediate, like this, uh, immediately tight underneath. You, you put my ankle on your elbow, and you put your hip into it, and uh, you put your foot on my crotch, which I get wasn't – I know that you weren't <laughs> trying to kick balls, but it was a really good lift. Like you lifted me, <laughs> and I got off my feet, and I caught my balance on, on one leg out of bounds, and you looked at me, and you said, oh, that is just
1: ridiculous,
0: <laughs> and I saw that moment in the fight. Uh, on flow and I saw me smile and laugh. I was like, Oh, that's what he said. I was like, cause I, I heard it in the fight, but I forgot what you said after the fight. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, just like the whole fight was like, even like your dad, by the way, your dad is a gem. Like uh, your dad is a, is a very, very cool human being. It was a pleasure to meet him. Steve McKinney, if you're, if you're, uh, listening to this and or watching this right now, just know that I have a great, a great deal of respect for you. Um, but it was just fun, dude. Like, and like I said, I was up by only two and I think. I think uh, that was it. That was just 2-0, right? No advantages on either side. I don't think there was any advantage. It was was a close fight. And honestly, like, I had a harder time in our match than I did in the semifinal because Gabriel's more, like, makes more mistakes. You didn't make it. You made, like, not very many mistakes, dude. You play single leg X also. The leg in between my, uh, the leg that usually goes in between my legs, you play, like, almost in about to get leg dragged position, I guess I would call it. And the whole time I was trying to get tight and I couldn't. And it was very confusing because I'm like, damn, I'm stuck in this footlock. I literally can't get tight. I can't long
1: step. What do I do? Is that duck guard? Okay, so no. So duck guard is actually um, – I, I did enter duck guard. Duck, duck guard is a transitional position. It's actually a systemized version of cross sleeve guard or cross guard. Okay, And so all it is is a very big system of cross guard um, with foot on the hip. And that's we call it duck guard because when you're holding onto the sleeve, you have the foot on the hip. It kind of looks like a duck's head in the bill of a duck. I really (laughs) shouldn't even try to explain it. I'm not very good at naming moves, Uh, but uh, I was that's what I used to get under you the second time, because there was one point where we did break away. I guess we got reset maybe in the middle. And um, I think I tried. I was like, okay. I'm not playing single leg X anymore. I have put everything I had into trying to sweep from single leg X. It's not working. Like, I'm going to go back to spider guard. Well, just naturally, my mind said, you should go cross sleeve and try to get underneath him to single leg X again. <laughs> and so, of course, within a second, I was like, okay, don't try to get to stay out of that position. Try to play spider. You have to change it up. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, why am I in single leg X again? Like, I I guess I'll just try the same stuff that I've been trying the last seven minutes. And, uh, you know, that was the the point where I said that was ridiculous. I did. I got an underhook under your leg, and I was trying to get that the whole time. You kept backstepping every time. And I finally felt like I am ahead for the first time in this position. And I hipped in as hard as I could. My chest was on the floor. And I, like, in my mind, I'm playing through. When his butt touches, I have to release and try to come up. I know he's going to try to come up, but, like, his butt's going to touch. And his butt never touched. He just <laughs> stayed standing. And, like, I hipped in so hard, and, like, I just stopped and looked up at him. I was like, dude, that was that was ridiculous. Come on. Like, <laughs> come on, help me out here. Come on. Oh, no. Hell, yeah, you're right. Next time I'll get swept. <laughs> yeah, come on. Just just go down. <laughs> Next time I'll just take it. You're right. And, and, I'm sorry. And then. We uh, then they reset us in the middle, and the other thing, cause it, I talk a lot during matches. It's just who I am as a person. And uh, they reset us in the middle, and Jake was tying his belt. Mine, I guess, was already tied, so I'm just sitting there, and I'm just whispering, "Take your time, Jake. Take your time. <laughs> Slow <And> I, down." <laughs> I started laughing. I almost fumbled over my
0: belt because he's freaking telling me to take my time. So, I'm, and the people, people like, um, they like knew we were friends, which is kind of cool to me. Like people who were watching on the outside knew that we're friends. I was like, you see, that's how jujitsu should be. Because there's matches I have where like I wish that I had a better relationship with these people because I enjoy it. Like Gabriel Medina is a guy who I can talk to after a match, Mm -hmm. and I'll be like, after he submitted me in Ogi Worlds, I was like, hey man, that was like really tight. That was really good. And then he like looked at me like, this guy's acting kind of weird. Why is he talking to me? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like
0: at the end of the day, what are we gonna have after these tournaments are all done? We're all old and decrepit. I want to be able to learn Duck Guard, and I'm sure Josh wants to be able to learn something I'm gonna announce at the end of this episode. So whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but because I am gonna announce it at the end of this episode, Ooh, Josh. Just okay. Wait. That's just, that's just
1: exciting. Um, I'm gonna stay tuned now. I was gonna I was
2: yeah, just about to hop off. I'm basically telling
0: <laughs> Josh is like, you know what, man? About forty five minutes into this episode, I was gonna just say <laughs> hi. <was laughs> <like, "All laughs> I was gonna press <laughs> an <Skype
2: Exactly>.
0: <laughs> Have you ever had that by the way? This is a podcasting question. Um, have you ever had it where like, cause this actually killed me one time. It, I was laughing so hard. I was nearly no, like, three, like three times. <laughs> okay. Th- but the first time it happened, yeah, the first time was funny. So uh, we interviewed, um, and uh, I'll say the name, Adam Bradley, Adam Bradley was a great guest and <laughs> an awesome interview. Okay. But then, uh, he didn't say bye. Right. So like <laughs> we were done with the episode and then I was going to ask him a question and then it was a boop. Uh-huh. <laughs> and i <laughs> cried laughing because i was like wow i never took that possibility and i never thought that that was a possibility that somebody could just leave right uh-huh. have you ever had somebody do that I, where it's like a have... really awkward leaving situation
1: i have i have and like i'll always like send them like a text message after or something like, you like, cool like, dude yeah hey are, are we okay <laughs> <laughs> like, it, did i did i offend you i'm sorry uh, offend you yeah like yeah. i didn't uh Yeah, like I was – I Suck at jujitsu is the name of the show. I wasn't saying anything about you, man. Like I was just (laughs) – come on. He
0: just sent you a message back. You should change your name to I Suck at (laughs) Podcast. No, dude, honestly, we love your show. Uh, When we had you on a a while ago, uh, we've had a like – again, just had the experience of having on another podcaster is really fun because you kind of get the ebb and flow and you learn a lot. We had you on. We had Kevin Bradley on, and – you guys both have this incredible knack for, like, carrying a conversation easily. Like, Danny and I, before we even uh, recorded this show, we were, like <clears> – <throat> we were just talking about, like, this is going to be a pretty easy episode because Josh is easy to talk to. And I, it's a nice break. You know, it's almost like um, – it's almost like going to a tournament and, like, fighting somebody you fought, like, 18 times and you've beaten them the same way. It's like – and this – I'm using nondescript. I've never done that before. But, like, it would be the same thing as, like, okay – I know what I have to do. It's like it's I'm going to be able to, you know, approach this match comfortably with some podcasts like we've had and you have too. we talked about this last time, like you had Kenny Florian on your show and we've had Galvao on our show. Those are two episodes where you're like, okay, I got to be locked in. You know what I mean? I cannot be, you know, I cannot be off of it today. But like, dude, I've done some episodes freaking I'll be honest, uh, I don't drink anymore, but I was hung over one episode and that was like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was like i don't know how I, I and i had it was a really great episode but dude imagine if it was like a hard episode i would not have been ready you know you what i mean you need another drink no no <laughs> i do not condone that anymore i don't uh i don't <laughs> drink anymore but uh <clears throat> yeah i just think it's fun to be able to like have conversations with people who are uh possibly better than me at what i do josh McKinney. Uh, <laughs> But That's why that's why I said when I when I when we when you came up to fight me I was like that's the best that's the the baddest podcaster in jiu-jitsu right there. We did the I Jiu-Jitsu see. Podcast Open 2020.
1: Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> it was it was a big one. I think we could have gotten a few other, you know, a few other podcasters in but uh, in that division, but you know, know what? They weren't there. They didn't show. Yeah, you guys so we, smoked them. Yeah, we were the only ones representing the the podcast Dude. open. So
0: <laughs> Matt, burn who?
1: I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> love you Josh hey, sh- 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 Yeah, yeah. Sh- mm-hmm.
0: no, no, take <laughs> it easy. give <laughs> <laughs> him a break. Sorry. No, I'm just joking. We're joking over here. These are all jokes. <laughs> if you're if you are a podcaster and you don't spread hate, good. We're we're good. We're cool. We love you. Come on, Jiu-Jitsu podcasts. We love you.
2: Best.
0: We just love ourselves more.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt.
0: <laughs> I want someone to love my podcast like Kanye West loves Kanye West. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's all I want.
1: That's all I want out of this podcast. Do you <clears> guys have um, like favorite episodes from your show?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Let me go look. Uh, I kind of do actually. So, yeah,
2: I, I kind of do too.
0: I have my favorites and my least favorites, but I'll keep my least favorites to myself. But uh, probably – okay, so a few of my favorites. Um, I have two. I, you first, you have, Jake. You have two favorites? Yeah. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you five all right i'll give you five five favorites a lot
2: yeah, we did well, we six, do a 64th okay episode.
0: okay it's a yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot. lot of episodes that's a barely a fraction of how many episodes we've done um so i loved uh the first episode we did with alex sterner it was amazing yeah, because was it was awesome. just so informative we learned so much that episode um having andrew waltzy on for the first time was a trip that was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous having andrew Wolsey on our show uh rolando Sampson really, really cool guest. Uh, he was, he was like a reminder of how easy it is to talk to some people. Um, <clears throat> I really, I really enjoyed, uh, having, I'm, I'm, scrolling up. Oh, Jordan Syatt. Jordan Syatt was really, really funny. It yeah, was also awesome. very informative. And then recently, um, I really enjoyed having, uh, notice I'm excluding you. You're going to make a comment about this in a second and please don't cause I, <laughs> I am excluding you because you're here. Um, but, uh, Having um, Kevin Bradley on, and I'll I've, I've include Josh McKinney on the sixth one because Josh McKinney was the only episode where I wasn't there on my show. Uh, that uh, well, sorry, we, that that happened like two or three times now.
2: Yeah, it was only like two, I think.
0: Uh, but I actually like listened to it, and I heavily enjoyed it, uh, and I enjoyed not listening to my dumb face ramble. <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Josh
0: carried the show. Josh carried the show. Just the only man I would ever let like come on my show and and
1: and, and pretend to be Jake.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I was well, doing. Well, they know man. it's you, but if, like they would know it's me if I said jujitsu.
1: That's the yeah. thing. That's they say uh, jiu jujitsu. Should we? Yeah. Should we bring up? Should <laughs> while I have this platform, should we bring up uh, uh, this this important topic of the proper way to say jujitsu? Yeah, we have to. Listen, yes. do
0: you think you're right or something.
1: Yes, yeah, so a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> that it is uh it is not jujitsu it's not an i it is more of like an eu it's jujitsu uh,
2: okay, wait let me try jujitsu
1: yeah that's exactly <laughs> it. so say, that, really? yeah.
0: say say jitsu jitsu all right now say ju ju now say jujitsu jujitsu <laughs> i get
2: it see, see jujitsu <laughs> puts it together yeah so takes over
1: There is, um, there is this unique thing where I have a speech impediment for one word (laughs) in the, in the world. And it just happens to be, uh, the, the art that I have devoted my entire life to. And And it's uh, not an English word. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, (laughs) this sounds like a cruel joke, um, that anyone would not be able to pronounce ju-jitsu, uh, but it happens especially the faster I talk the faster I talk when I'm in my show there are some times that I'm like I can't even decipher what I was trying to say there uh <laughs> and you would think after 12 years of doing it that I would be able to pronounce it I just can't so I've just given up I just don't I just don't care anymore I just it makes you know, unique though I like exactly it. and so I've had people like actually lean into it yeah I've had people actually be like hey uh is that like a proper pronunciation or something? I'm like, dude, I just can't say it. Don't please don't uh, ask. I don't I don't even know how to respond to this.
0: Don't, don't, don't put me in this position right now. Please. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny conversation we had, too. I was like, hey, this guy sucks. To, I suck at jujitsu show. <laughs> and then you're like, yep, Jiu it's like you have like a like it's like in those movies when the guy has to say that he loves a girl he doesn't actually love. So he's like, it's <laughs> I, I
1: like, it. yes, it is. It is like uh, Evan or no, Bruce Almighty, where uh, uh, right. the guy is trying to do the weather report and he keeps interrupting him and making him say weird stuff. That's what it feels like to me all the
2: time. <laughs> friggin- That's awesome.
0: It's a pretty funny, pretty funny conundrum. We find ourselves in conversations, Mr. McKinney. (laughs) So
1: Josh, what are your favorite episodes you've recorded on your podcast? On my podcast, my favorite ones. um, So I did an episode with Huron Gracie and that was super, super cool. Uh, He just was like, uh, you know, like if you've ever listened to anything that he says, everything that he says is a question. You know, he can't. (laughs) He just won't give you – it's very guru-y, but it's so fun, like, uh, in asking him stuff. And he's just a really fun guy, uh, just mm-hmm. a really nice guy. And we just kind of started, and I had this list of things that I was going to ask him, and he just kind of took control of the conversation. We started talking about being present, and uh, and it was just a really, really good conversation. Uh, that's one of my favorite ones. The one I did with Kenny Florin was uh, also – a really cool one because uh, uh, I you know like I think a lot of people think of Kenny Florian as just another UFC fighter, right? But he is, like, mm. such a good martial artist. He actually just started a YouTube channel and um, has yeah, it's been awesome. so yeah, maybe posted five videos, four videos of it. But everything he's posted so far is really, <laughs> really good, uh, just really enjoyable. And uh, so getting to talk to him just about martial arts in general was awesome. I really enjoyed that.
2: That's really cool. Yeah, he's actually, what he like— my favorite fighter growing up, Kenny Florian. Mm-hmm. That was your favorite fighter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like one of the. Because I remember watching. uh This was like well before I got into jiu 2 but I watched the first season of The Ultimate Fighter. And he was like the guy who just did not look like an athlete whatsoever, <laughs> but he was still doing really good. Awesome. And I just kind of followed his career after that. But yeah, my favorite episodes that we did were. The first one was with the one with Mars. He's my coach. And. Um, it's just fun hearing him tell stories about, like, fighting the meows and stuff, and we asked him about that for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> so that was really cool. And then, uh, actually, my other favorite one was with Victor Doria, just because I felt like he gave really good advice, and he was super smart. He's, like, an old-school uh, Carlson Gracie black belt, and he trains with yeah. Cyborg now, owns Fighter's Choice, the supplement company. Okay. And he was just talking about, like, social media and just uh, branding, like, all this really interesting stuff. So I thought there were a lot of good takeaways for, like, younger jiu two athletes on that one
1: yeah that is that's cool funny enough yeah
2: i uh <clears throat> you know what's hilarious is i
0: can't like pinpoint you know what i mean like that's it's way too hard to say like my top five because i really enjoyed having david garmo on too yeah he was hilarious uh, <laughs> hunter colvin uh aaron harris was fun let's see the, the adam bradley episode was just like like really funny because of his stories that he would tell and we're like damn this guy's got a colorful life um, <laughs> I think Tony Ramos was fun cuz Tony made the uh the the very bold prediction of his fight and uh and we, we caught like some like some people came up to me and they were like, "Hey, remember when you had Tony Ramos on? That guy's that guy's ambitious." And I was like, "Well, yeah, you get to be a, you're a champion. Like, of course you're <laughs> <Yeah>. ambitious. Like, <laughs>
2: that guy's <laughs> ambitious. That guy's ambitious. He's really sort of for the criticizing stars. Me, that guy. <laughs> yeah, man, I never heard of Tony
0: Ramos guy. Oh like, <laughs> uh, no, you <Yeah>, <laughs> haven't. Okay, but uh. You know, I like I like that that what you brought up earlier. But you're like your favorite fighter growing up, because I feel like we were all influenced in some way or another by by the progression of MMA, right? Would I be correct in saying that? Yes, we all had sure. a kind of, We were inspired by. So yeah. my favorite fighter changed a lot. Like when I was a kid, it was Lyoto Machida. Um, Ooh. It so was Machida because I was, I came from Taekwondo and I, and he was a jujitsu black belt. So I was like, dang, that guy's a champ. And I, he became my favorite fighter. I was like getting into it when he was a UFC life Highway champion. But then as I started to develop like, you know, my own core moral values and I understood like that if I was a champion, I would want to be a champion of the people. And then I saw Ben Henderson and Ben Henderson, uh, is, is slash was one of my favorite MMA fighters. He used to be like my favorite, favorite, but, um, I really like the legacy that George St. Pierre left behind because, I mean, he was like, the, I think the weirdest thing he ever did was like believe aliens were abducting him, which is <laughs> weird. But uh, but that was like the only real controversial thing other than like also he I think he like vacated his title a whole bunch, which is super weird, too. Um, but I was really inspired by those guys. So, Josh, who would you like as at an MMA fighter standpoint or it could be a boxer like I was also really heavily influenced by um, Ernesto Hoost, who was a kickboxer. Uh, Ernesto Hoos was fanta- like the, the sickest Muay Thai fighter slash kickboxer I've ever seen. Such good kicks. Man, the liver shot, head kick, liver shot, leg kick combo is insane. But uh, yeah. he really inspired me. So Josh, who are some of the fighters you would say inspired you coming up? I don't know if we've ever asked you this before. but
1: Man, I don't think so. I would say um, I really was uh, always one of my favorite fighters from Ultimate Fighter Season 1 was actually Forrest Griffin. Uh, I just, I loved how, um, how good he was talking to people. I loved his, just his creativity the the book that he wrote, I thought was really good. Um, but I also loved how he really, really was probably one of the most underdog champions minus like Matt Sarah, you know? And so he come, he came out and was never supposed to be anything. And even when he was fighting for the title, people were saying, he shouldn't be there and he won, you know? And so I just really, really enjoyed that. I just really enjoyed his perspective on things and uh, his sense of humor. So that was somebody that I always really enjoyed watching. Uh, uh, obviously, like I really liked BJ Penn cause he did jujitsu. I think as, as he got later on in his career and they would do these like UFC all access type things and explain how BJ Penn never trains and stuff that was like <laughs> kind of disheartening. You know, you were just like, Oh man, like he just does, you know, like they're like, we're at the gym and BJ's just not here. You know, he's just like out <laughs> hanging out and like uh, that, you know, I guess it, at this point, it wasn't, uh, it, it was a lot less exciting. Uh, but then for me, when I was, uh, when I first started training, uh, I trained in an MMA school and it was, uh, Matt Hughes's school. Uh, it was his, uh, or his gym and there he owned it. He didn't really, he really wasn't super involved in the day-to-day of it, uh, at all. Uh, but, uh, so getting to watch him and then getting also just see guys that were trying to make it to the ufc and still uh to this day one of the guys we got to train with uh did a ton of jujitsu classes with him and uh just know him really well is neil magny and uh oh, he was nice. still like it, it's really cool now seeing uh he he was re- without a doubt the hardest worker I've seen train anything he was he would show up to the pro mma class he would work out go home sleep, whatever. I think he was in school at the time. He would come back and do pro MMA and then 2 jujitsu classes and then a Muay Thai class after. And he would do that like every day. And he was just this hard worker. He just also, and you see it in his fights, just never gets tired. And, uh, he's also just a really super good dude too.
2: You forgot, uh, your coach Kyle Watson. I don't, I don't care for him. <laughs> you don't care for him. He sent yeah, me who? a friend request on Facebook I and I accepted it. So now a
0: Watson is friends with a Watson. Ooh, ooh crazy dude. Yeah. He's like he seems like a very awesome dude though. Like I remember he's seeing awesome. Him Fight. He was on The Ultimate Fighter as well. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing him on it and just being like, this guy's like, I really want him to win the whole show. And that's not me saying that because you're here. Like he's I that was actually also his name was Watson and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: so but I was like, yeah, I was
0: younger then.
1: How how many years ago
0: was he on the Ultimate Fighter?
1: man it was a while in 2010
0: or 11 2010 or 11 so that means I was 13 years old yeah and uh and I I remember just being like man I want this because I wanted to be a UFC fighter back then I was training MMA Mm -hmm. so I was like training essentially to go in the ultimate fighter whenever I turned 17 or 18 and uh or well 18 because you got to be adult you gotta be legal but um I remember just being like, man, I really want this guy to win. I don't remember who he fought. Was it Tim? Was Tim Credor on that show on that season? Yeah, Tim Credor. So he he was. uh, He made almost to the final. I thought he made it to like the semifinal on that show. Did he? I think so. Maybe I can look it up. Man, I don't
1: know. I, uh, yeah. Off of the top of my head, I I don't know. But yeah, on that note, though, he is one of uh, just the best people that you'll ever meet. One of my students, because this year, we haven't gotten to do a lot of different stuff with COVID and stuff like that. And so um, I was telling some crazy Kyle Watson story where he I think we think we were talking about how we were at a mall and he was laying on the uh, the arms of an escalator. You know how one's going up and one's going down. And it was spinning them around in circles. And um uh, someone was like, Hey, have you ever seen a video of that? And I was like, Oh, I have a video of my coach Kyle doing that. at some huge mall in LA. And he's like, Kyle's a really fun guy, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah, he's a really fun guy. That's a uh, very, very much how he is with those things.
2: Yeah. It was ultimate fighter season 12 and it was 2010 team mm. GSP versus team Koschek. And I remember he was team GSP cause he used to talk about, uh, training with, uh, Donaher in jujitsu. Mm. Yes, and he was the jiu jitsu coach for GSP's team, and that was when he wow. had that drunk uh, Muay Thai <laughs> yeah, fighter. Yeah. Remember that guy, John Charles Skarbowski. Uh huh. Yeah, this guy was wasted. He would drink wine before practice and then show up and just beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, no. The craziest
0: thing is um, on this show, there was um, I mean Nam Fan was on this show, so oh, there was yeah. uh, Spencer Page, Nam Fan, Cody McKenzie. Mark Stevens, he Alex Caseris, awesome. I was Jeff rooting Lenz. for Cody McKenzie, mm-hmm. Michael Johnson, Aaron Wilkinson, Jonathan Brookins, Sivak Magakian, Dane Sayers, uh <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Watson versus Andy Maine, Aaron Wilkinson versus um, Aaron Wilkinson, I guess was uh, put back in the tournament versus Mark Stevens, but uh, your coach Kyle Watson made it made it to the semifinal and he fought Jonathan Brookins in that.
2: Oh, yes. he was he was good too, and then he became like a monk.
0: Yeah, I know he like yeah. totally. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Fighter. Yeah. This guy won the Ultimate Fighter and then like just stopped fighting. All right.
2: He That's dropped like two weight classes too. He had a kind of a weird story. Yeah. He was in the WEC at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, Brookins was. That was before the Ultimate Fighter, though. Because I think he dude. fought lightweight in, yeah. in WEC. And yeah. you know, it's interesting too. Probably pretty much out of everybody you name.
1: The, the best the person with the best career after that has got to be Michael Johnson. He has really made sure. uh, yeah, a really great name for himself over the years. And I've gotten to train with him uh, a few times in jiu-jitsu. He's uh, uh, not as good as I thought he would be on the ground. <laughs> like Not like just saying like, oh, he's horrible or something like that. But in watching how he uh, – like training in even no-gi jiu-jitsu – Watching him go to MMA and fight off of his back or on top in MMA, uh, it just shows the difference between um, MMA grappling and sport jiu-jitsu. Because like, you roll with him in, in sport and then you watch him fight some of like the best, obviously besides Khabib when he fought Khabib, uh, yeah. but you fight, watch him fight some of these really good grapplers and handle himself just fine. Uh, so it was just really uh, a, an interesting experience to get to train with him and see that
2: uh, kind of the difference between the two. Yeah, I had this conversation actually yesterday about how different it is when when they can th- throw strikes. Because like if you train with an MMA guy in the gi, it's like you said, it's so different because you're playing under sports jujitsu rules. But as soon as you let them start throwing punches, it changes the entire round.
1: Oh, for sure. And, and when you're wearing gloves too, uh, yeah. you look at, um, uh, Gary Tonin just fought, uh, last weekend and mm-hmm. look at, did you guys see his fight? I saw some highlights from it's, Gary like Tonin it's, whole thing. Yeah. It was very interesting. He had this guy's back in the first and the second round and had a few like fully locked rear naked chokes and couldn't finish them. And, oh, wow. uh, you can really maybe the dude was just superhuman or maybe uh, the 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 uh, having to wherever they were fighting in and Singapore or wherever they were fighting, yeah, in, like not having his it. coaches and stuff like that. Uh, maybe that made a difference. But it was just very interesting to see him get that position that he would finish on the best grapplers in the world. Yeah. Right. But he wasn't able to finish uh, on this guy that he was fighting. And so I think that sometimes um, having those gloves makes a really big difference in MMA, too.
2: Jake, you've this grappled is... with gloves on, right?
1: Yeah. No, I've
0: gloves. Um, I have actually uh, had a three round like we treated it like it was an MMA fight sparring session with Miles Jury. And um uh, I submitted him in the first round. But he uh it was in the gym, so it doesn't count. That's just training what are you but, uh, about, uh, hey, dude, a, a very, win yeah, <laughs> very it was very, very weird. Um so it was uh it's definitely weird having big gloves on and grappling but also the 4 ounce gloves and grappling is especially uh pretty awkward um I I thought about like Danny Danny tells me all the time don't do MMA um which is like hey, no no problems here but uh every every now and again I get this little itch to like just try it you know what I mean just to try it pads I'll hold some pads for you I already did dude <laughs> got people telling me they want me to do MMA but I'm not going to um Uh, but it is definitely very awkward to, to grapple with, with some gloves on, especially when people can when people can grab them. I mean, I saw, we saw Charles really yesterday, uh, absolutely destroy,
1: uh, um, who was Tony
0: Ferguson? Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't say Tony Ferguson's name. He's obviously amazing fighter, but, uh, I mean, we saw him like stack past Tony in MMA, which is like kind of rude, in my opinion. Like that's like a that's a statement. <laughs> Stack past somebody in MMA, like they can punch you, they can kick you, you know, like and stuff like that. And uh, we just saw like a whole different level. I think MMA grappling is its own
1: art form in a way. For sure. I uh, um thinking thinking about that fight brings up a story from American Nationals because that uh, uh, anyone who watched that fight that armbar that he had Tony Ferguson in was ridiculous. Holy crap. Uh, So I have uh, a student. He's super, super good. He's a blue belt. His name's Richie. And we were talking like two weeks before the tournament. He's going to go up and compete in American Nationals. And he said something along the lines of, I've always been really curious Is to like, if I just let an arm bar go, if it would just like break my arm, because he's like, (laughs) I've been in a lot of arm bars and typed out uh, out of needing or tapped out of needing to tap to him because I was in a locked arm bar and I couldn't move. But he's like, they really don't seem to hurt that bad. And um and I kind of like I know it's like one of those things you're like oh yeah this guy's just crazy, but really I've he's one of the most crazy flexible people that you will ever see. And so you see or in certain positions. And I have noticed too that I've like wrenched his arm and arm bars and he has been unaffected by it. Well, <laughs> he actually got the opportunity, he was in the final of his division, and he is well, he's up nine to nothing, and he's in this guy's closed guard, and instead of just like there's like 20 seconds left instead of just like okay I'm chilling here he's trying to stand up to pass uh which you like some people like oh yeah you got to respect that I'm like dude what are you doing just hold the don't do anything you're winning like I have no respect uh, for that (laughs) yeah exactly like lay flat do less (laughs) and um and he ends up getting put in a super tight arm bar and uh, you can see all of us coaching in the background on flow grappling. We just stop coaching and like start cringing. And he oh. ends up, uh, he just sits in it for like 20 seconds and he ends up getting out with a few seconds left. But man, it looks horrible. Like we're like, like looking away at, at points in the round. But uh, afterwards, I'm like, hey, he, he said he wasn't gonna tap to an arm bar, so I, like he didn't, I guess. I like I really I'm really I, I was like he hasn't been training very long. Have I not told him that you're supposed to tap when things hurt? Like, hey, you should you should have tapped out to that, but he just ate it. And uh, so some people have a they have a propensity to get armbarred really hard and be unaffected by it. So was he hurt afterwards or he was fine? No, he was he was fine. At least that we know of. He could be walking around with a broken arm <laughs> yeah. and still training just so we don't get to know that he got his arm ripped off.
0: Not me. I got, I got a, my arms actually don't, ba- they don't straighten out all the way. You see that? Like, yeah. they, 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 they barely the don't, yeah. they don't go straight. So, arm bars for me, like, they hurt. Every submission hurts me. You know what yeah, I mean? Me I'm pretty, too. A pretty, I'm a pretty average uh, human being, I would say. Do you- uh, you ever eat like the toe hold when people go toe hold on you do no. You ever eat that no I, I can't especially funny you bring that up my foot does this check it out like it goes past it's too far inside point, yeah, yeah um just naturally
1: so i was I, waiting uh, for you to start showing your feet in these videos i knew that that was gonna be <laughs> oh, oh we're oh, actually gonna we desk. have to censor that part of the youtube upload because
0: uh, <laughs> Every time I put my feet, every time I, okay, oh, actually, you know what? I was about to tell a joke, but I'm actually going to tell some truth right now. I, um, one time I had my feet in a picture on Instagram, and I got four separate messages from different foot fetish pages asking me to upload pictures of my feet. That's and how you uh, started
2: your OnlyFans page? No, my
0: OnlyFans page is for pictures of fans. Um, <laughs> this right here, this is a ceiling fan, so that is uh, going to be uploaded on my OnlyFans um, pretty soon. I, once I get the, you know, the the logistics of opening such a page. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the disclaimer: it is just fans. There is no nudes. Um, sometimes the fans will have the light on. Sometimes they will have them off. Uh, if I really, you know, my my more expensive pictures will have a freshly dusted fan, uh, <laughs> but usually it's just in my bedroom. So I'm a dirty, bigger,
1: I'm a bigger fan of the dirty fans. To be totally honest with you guys, I just feel like that's more real. You we're know? starting at
0: twenty dollars a month
1: uh, for my my only fans. So okay, so now, and, and and next
0: month, just a little teaser. Um, instead of ceiling fans, it's going to be floor fans. This so was the,
2: the this was the announcement you had, right? Actually, no, that's uh, what I, you're,
0: you're, you're going to. I don't have track of the time, so you're going to have to let me know when it's time to make the announcement, Danny. because right. I, I, I have no know. idea how long this episode has been going on. I'm, I don't even know where I am. Actually, right now.
2: We, we, we were on a good topic. It was do you eat footlocks? Do you Ugh. eat submissions? Exactly. I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will on like a straight ankle lock because I, I I can understand when it's like actually bad. Like, I, OK, I'm dead here. You know what I mean? Um, because I do frustrating clocks myself. So I understand the nature of the position toe holds my, I don't trust my feet because they're hurting. Like they're, they're damp. My, I actually have, um, l- like a ligament problems in my feet from, from, uh, not my right foot, but my left foot from eating a really hard foot lock from Roberto Jimenez and thinking I was going to be okay. And then it dislocated and now it's not okay. So I, have to they told me how to get surgery and i'm like well could i just tape it and they were like well yeah you could but you have to tape it like every time you compete i'm like oh okay i don't care yeah, okay i can do that <laughs> like All right, thousands just need a lot of, of tape. surgery but i could just tape it uh but then uh it's been getting a little bit better i just got to strengthen the muscles around it you know which i was doing a really good rehab with my strength coach and then COVID happened we don't train together so it's like a, uh but i still do those uh, rehab exercises whenever i work out so at least it's building strength around my ankle but no, I can't do that. I can eat like, like a, like a wrist lock. I can eat sometimes a choke, Kimura. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> My shoulders are super tight. This hurts. Uh, I'm pretty much like. What is funny is that. Why do you think I hold grips so hard? Why do you think I control <laughs> the sleeve so hard in our match stuff? Uh, do you notice that I controlled one sleeve the whole fight? Yes, Jake, I I very much notice that. I'm <laughs> yeah. very aware. You know why? like? I don't, you like, could, it. I don't yeah. like you having two hands. I want your hand. Your hand. I, I want to at least have one of your hands on my hand, so that at least I can fight one, and I won't get like toe held or ankle locked. You know what I mean? Because well, that's my, like, that's like uh, my biggest thing
2: is like I can't take those. I feel like a lot of times too, when when people have good toe holds and they start really twisting it and torquing, it's like affecting your knee more so than your foot yeah. and your ankle. So I feel like people tap from that a lot too.
1: So are you gonna? Are you eating toe holds, Danny? No, not really.
2: I, <laughs> not much. I don't see I, how
1: people do it. It's, uh, uh, it's yeah. So I tried crazy. to eat an
2: ankle lock once and broke my foot. So that really? Was bad. Yeah. Was, it, was this so in a tournament more. or in? Yeah, I was at Pan Am's. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't usually, but there's actually not. A, ton of people in my gym who do toe holds like super often like if they're there they'll take them but not like people who you know dive on them I feel like they are a lot more common in tournaments when someone needs an advantage or something mm-hmm. and so you see them a lot at the ends ends of matches but I feel it, most gyms I've been to people don't really like specialize in attacking toe holds ankle locks maybe a little bit but toe holds not as much yeah I, feel yeah,
1: the same. I, uh, I always I it is it is unique it is something that you're not usually put in it's just something it's amazing to me that you see a lot of people uh, especially at black belt that just won't tap to them and uh, will just let their foot get wrenched on I have been yeah I, I mean I I feel like those hurt ridiculously bad when you get put in a good toe hole
2: yeah when your heels like at your butt and it's everything's mm-hmm. compressed like I've definitely seen people post pictures the day after and they're feet are literally the size of softballs like they're so swollen and like i know that happens to the meows i've seen them walking around on feet that were that swollen so I, it doesn't not affect people i think they just have good poker faces <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't i'll scream i'll be like let me out it'll be like <laughs> a a very
1: wwe ish. <laughs> like i'll be reaching for the ropes and i'll be yelling out and I'll be like hey dude that's a verbal submission i'm like no man the undertaker was just doing this no it does That's it's not verbal submission <laughs>
2: That was actually what happened to me when I uh, broke my foot with that ankle lock. There was like five seconds left in the match, and I was like, all right, there's no way I'm going to tap. And then I started feeling it crunching, and I felt this really weird, like, loud pop, and I screamed, and then I got DQ'd. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: is that just. Would
2: you yeah. say that was
1: the worst injury you've had in competition?
2: Um, I tore my meniscus. I need surgery for that. That's then I very had cool. that one. And then I tore my groin muscle too. Those are the Damn. top three. Yeah.
1: That's just that's that's punk rock right there.
2: That's <laughs> punk rock. What were you doing to tear your groin? Like what did you um so I strained it the weekend training? Like I strained like my hip flexor groin area uh, right before worlds. And then I put someone in single leg X and I had both pancreas. And I was trying to like, I was like right near the edge out of bounds. So I was trying to like almost like drag him back into the mat so we wouldn't go out of bounds if I swept. And he broke the, the far grip and did a back step, and I tried to throw my leg, my, uh, my right leg over the top to kind of like catch his hip and reset the position. And just the pressure on my leg, since it was kind of already injured, and it just like popped, and it was really bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, that was tough. Have you ever had any bad injuries in competition?
1: Um, yeah, so mine, my, my worst one is like the stupidest injury ever. I uh, uh was doing Chicago Open, and the guy I had bought the guy like four times, and uh, who was it? Uh, I know. His, his name is Blake Classman. Oh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Seraphim. Yes, he's a yeah. he under Seraphim, yeah, yeah. and uh, super, super good guy. Well, he. Um, I think I, I had triangled him a few times, so I think he's coming out to pull guard and he pulls and he just kind of slides into guard. And when he did his butt, like landed on my toe and I guess he kind of slid and bent my toe back. Oh dude, that's
2: happened to me a bunch of times.
1: (laughs) Well, the weird thing about this is there was so much grip on the mat, my toe bent back and it tore the skin. Like you could see all the way down into the bottom of my toe. Uh, and so like, I, as soon as it happened, I like, Oh, I just broke my toe. I like, Oh, that hurt. And so I'm trying to like still grapple and I'm on my, on top and I'm just like on my knees and I'm thinking like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like how I'm going to win this match. (laughs) I'm going to have to like head squeeze this guy or something. (laughs) And, uh, I, I look back and my foot is just covered in blood and the ref hasn't said anything, but is staring at my foot, not comprehending like why i'm bleeding so bad and he just goes uh stop i was like oh oh, okay and like they call him over and they're like yeah you're you're done for the day it ended up swelling up really bad we super glued it in a target bathroom in chicago and uh uh it stayed on it's still there i still have a big toe so we're good did the nail come off too no, no. So it was the bottom. It was just like
2: the bottom oh. like right where my big toe attaches to my foot. Uh, Dude, that is really weird because yeah. I've had it happen like when someone pulls guard and I'm like trying to step maybe like between their legs for a knee cut or whatever, and their butt kind of just like hits my big toe. I've had that happen, but like usually the nail bends all the way back. I've had that yeah. happen twice actually. It was my
1: toe that bent back. Oh, I don't know. Man. It was, uh, That's yeah, crazy. it was really bad. It was That was the worst injury by far for my 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 uh, my tournaments at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I feel like people say that. all
2: the time that you're not more likely to get injured in a tournament than you are in training. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been true for me, but what do you guys think? Um
1: I, I would uh, say percentage wise, you're more I'm more for me, I'm more likely like uh per capita to be injured in <laughs> tournaments than in uh in the gym. You know, I train in the gym all the time, don't get injured very often. Yeah. I've been injured more in the gym, but I train way more than I compete.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, I just feel like there's tons of adrenaline. No one wants to tap to anything. Like, I don't know. I definitely think you can get hurt more in tournaments than in training. Um,
0: I mean, I, I've, my my worst injury came from, from tournament myself. I uh, I got a torn LCL. I got put in a coyote ankle lock, and it tore my LCL. Mm. So that was not fun at all. That was pretty much the worst. It really, really hurt. Anyone Man. who does
1: a Kyotera ankle lock is a bad person. I know.
0: Let's just, I, my first submission at Black Belt was a Kyotera ankle lock, so I'm not going exa- See? I'm not point gonna proven. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, mister. Guess what I did. Uh, look at me. I'm, I did a Kyotera ankle lock in my second fight at American Nationals. I'm a, a piece of it shit. It was my I'm first, first fight,
1: Jake. It was my I'm, first I'm, fight.
0: I'm, oh, my goodness. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare
2: do that to me. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it was. That was what it was. <laughs> so speaking you. of your first fight, I want to talk about this cuz you said you used the duck guard in your first fight. So you're releasing the duck guard instructional on December 14th, is that right? Uh, tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow, December 14th. I don't Draw when does this come out? Uh, we'll put this out probably just today. You think, Jake? Yeah, we should. So I yeah, can we'll get everybody we'll, to we'll know it out tonight. Because we want people to hear about the Duck Guard instructional. I want people to hear about the
1: Duck Guard. And Jake's OnlyFans and,
2: and the super secret that I don't even know
1: about yeah, right now. That we'll know uh, after we talk to you about Duck Guard.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, right. So, um, yeah. So, simplifyingjujutsu.com, we are going to release uh, the Duck Guard in uh, tomorrow. We're going to release it as soon as the clock stro- strikes uh, December 14th. <laughs> And, uh, it is, um, a systemized version of cross sleeve guard. So the past year I've only played cross sleeve and, um, in doing that, I've, with having good training partners and stuff, I've gotten to see most looks that you will get from that position. And, uh, so we tried to make a system out of it and, uh, look at all the different things that you can do from that position. And so, uh, that will be, that comes out tomorrow. we also created an add on that will be free until uh, Christmas. And that is called dominating connections. And it's just some really simple, uh, grip fighting and guard mobility techniques. We would consider that a mini course and, uh, it's about a half hour long and it will teach people how to not be gripless from while they're laying on their back, which is, uh, like, If you guys ever teach, I'm sure you noticed that that is something that people have a huge problem with is laying flat on their back and just getting their guard run by because they don't uh, have any guard mobility or any uh, understanding of what to grab and how to grab it. And so that's what uh, is going to be our little add on that we have going with the duck guard until Christmas. So the only way to get that add-on is to buy
2: the duck guard course. Is that right? So
1: no, the way to get the add-on for free is to buy the duck guard course. We will actually sell the add-on mm-hmm. separately. Separate. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. It will just, uh, it will only be free to buy
2: if you buy a duck guard. Cool. So for All people right. who don't know, the Simplifying Jiu-Jitsu website has like a bunch of really good courses. Um, I think it had, last time I checked, I think there was like four or five on there. How many are on there um, right now? I think
1: so. we'll have six on there tomorrow. So or maybe yeah, there was... So, yeah, okay, we had so four, four before So this, yeah, okay. we'll have two more uh, adding tomorrow.
2: Nice. Dang. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the other courses on there? Just like a quick preview of each of those.
1: Yeah, so um, the other ones we have, my coach who we talked about, Kyle Watson, did um, uh, simplifying takedowns for BJJ. He has a really, really good, uh, he has really good wrestling coming from MMA. And I think something like uh, in competition has a seventy six percent takedown rate. So like he's gotten a takedown in seventy six percent of his matches. Wow. And then um uh my friend Nick Sanders who just won uh who just won Nogi Pants two weeks ago, whenever Nogi Pants was three weeks ago, uh he did a uh, he's in uh he's an army vet and he did a an instructional called the Star Spangled Spider Guard. And <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> then uh, I also have a, a few other instructionals that uh, uh, that I have done on there. I did one on the Kimura, uh, but the big one, if you're wanting to buy one because you just like me, I would really recommend the Duck Guard because it is uh, very in depth and it's very current to what I'm playing right now.
2: Yeah, when we had when I well. I was going to say we, but it was just me when we had you on the podcast last time. We talked about like playing a single set of grips and using that to kind of develop a system. So it's really cool that you you did that, like you're living proof that you just said you did it for a year and you kind of got to see every single reaction with, I'm sure you trained with all different training partners, all different skill levels, body types. So it's cool to like see that advice that you gave put into action and released as part of a course.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. josh is a fantastic
0: teacher guys really go go to his website and definitely take a look at all of his different programs he's a, uh, it's really can't say it enough we definitely support him
2: yeah I mean, i'm mean, i interested in the add-on course too because you gave me tips on that position like for grips when you don't have any off your back mm-hmm. so that, that should be cool
0: it's important stuff man i mean you can't just be gripless <laughs> <laughs> yeah my goodness <laughs> i know it seems kind of like duh jake but like a lot of people fight like that i think that sometimes you should like you can't fight like like fiend for a grip like if I was fighting somebody who passes around a whole bunch and I'm fiending too hard for grips I might like you know f myself a little bit mm-hmm. like I like how Tommy Langacker will like uh put his hands just straight up open and he'll <laughs> just do nothing until the guy gets tired and then he'll make grips I think that's really smart too but something to be said for uh you know just chilling out not not freaking out <laughs> making sure you get the grips that are like good so that you mm-hmm. don't f yourself I guess I would say for lack of a better word yeah is that isn't a word it's a letter but yeah
2: yeah but it
0: means a word it means a word i'm implying a word but i'm it making you say it so i'm not cursing i'm yeah. not the bad guy here you are yeah
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding it's horrible it's awesome so josh do you have anything else going on that you want to talk about before we get to jake's announcement oh, yeah. uh no it's pretty
1: much uh that's pretty much all that there is was competing in american nationals and then releasing the duck guard and then my life uh Uh, has no more meeting after that and so (laughs) we'll just be uh, I'll just kind of be hanging out till the next thing and uh, I'm excited to hear about what Jake has to has to announce no more meeting
0: Uh, (laughs) all right cool so ladies and gentlemen on January 15th Jake Watson and Danny O'Donnell, this isn't just a Jake. You see, I swindled you guys. This isn't just a Jake Watson announcement. This is a Danny O'Donnell announcement, dude. This is, dare I say, an open guard cast announcement, right? Jake Watson and Danny O'Donnell. Well, it's my it's my instructional course, is going to be my very first jiu-jitsu instructional, my very first ever for Jiu Jitsu X with Keenan Cornelius, January fifteenth. Me going over single leg X and ankle lock stuff ladies and gentlemen that's the announcement that is exciting what, It's kind of it underwhelming when there's no applause it's just me talking into a microphone you guys could not even be yeah, here I could go. be in an insane asylum <laughs> like last time <laughs> um but yeah uh no, <laughs> yeah I'm really really amazing. excited I'm really really excited and uh and then there's uh there's there's some fight to win stuff that might be coming down the pipe when that gets confirmed I'll announce it but I'm not going to confirm I'm not going to announce it yet um because uh well, i'll tell josh after the show but because josh can keep a secret mm-hmm. uh, josh puts it on his instagram tomorrow yeah, He's I'm, like, telling yeah. I'm telling everybody hey, Jake anybody, Bruce yeah is. hey anybody
1: who buys my duck guard course i'll tell you everything <laughs> that jake tells me of. <laughs> that's the <laughs> real <Police> deal all <laughs> the secrets uh quick question oh, yeah, for you, okay. jake.
2: it's gonna be cool uh what's your question Danny O'Donnell? my question is all the courses on jiu-jitsu x have cool names Follow what's mine called I'm coach. sure Keenan will probably help me out with the name
0: because yeah. every one of his names are like pretty funny. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely probably come up with uh with a name for it. I don't know what we're gonna do. So um, we have
2: no country for butt scooters. That's the name of one of the courses. <laughs> <laughs> that's isn't the John that's, Salter one? Yeah, that's the John Salter takedown I course. Definitely not Thou it. shall not You Shall Not Pass is Gabriel Argis. That's a um, good one. Gandalf. The Gandalf cover, Death oh, by a he, Thousand he cuts. That's um, that's
0: homily. a homily. Yeah, yeah. A
2: whole lot of plata. Whole Andrew lot of plata
0: is Andres Brunovskis.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's some good ones. That hey, they're creative guys. I'm telling yes. you, Do you guys. guys
1: have any of the Jujutsu X ones yet?
2: I don't. I want to get uh, JT's Daily Heave X one because I like that position. Dude. Um,
1: you should get JT. I don't have his, I don't have his Jiu-Jitsu X one, but I did an online private with him, uh, eight months ago. And so me and my dad did it and it was, uh, he did all of that Dela X stuff and he showed some stuff that I have never seen anybody do some back takes off of it. And I'm like, this is so good. Like this stuff that he showed and he's such a good teacher too, uh, his way Uh of explaining things. Uh, the only thing was he kept mocking me and saying I wasn't doing him as good as my sixty-year-old father. So that was, <laughs> it. I'm sure that's not included in the the instructional, but uh, in the private lesson it was. So that I, awesome. I didn't enjoy that as much. But
2: <laughs> I've gone. The, uh, if you go on the yeah. site, there's a bunch of free like sample lessons from all those courses, and I've watched a bunch of those. I watched like three of them from Argus's course on uh, guard retention that were really good um so yeah if anyone's like interested in jujitsu x courses and they just want to check out some of the videos you can have uh there's usually like two or three per course that are free so you can check those out yeah anything else jake
0: there's nothing else uh you know if i if i if i look at josh for too long i'm gonna start to want to fight him again Uh, (laughs) i'm just kidding no but uh, uh no dude it was great having you on dude uh i mean you're always you're always there. You're a great guest. you a great friend. So uh, we're definitely – dude, I want to be able to do some, you know, once COVID loosens up a little bit and once we can uh, do some more projects. I really have some, like, fun media projects that I want to throw around that we can cross-promote. I suck a jiu-jitsu show with Open Guard Cast because we love your show. We believe in your mission, and it's just, like, it's easy to support you. It's easy to be a fan of you. So we want to try to, like, you know, make make cool, fun, like, cameo projects. Like, if we do, like, some media thing – we get like have you and then people will be like, oh god, that guy has the i suck jiu to show and then they want to follow you and it's like fun little projects where we're just a part of the whole community. I believe that no other podcast does that, but my podcast, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like like people people think of open guardcast. I want them to also think about what we do with other shows. You know what I mean. So like people can feel included and then there's you know better content as a result. So uh, definitely want to contact you for that and we want to get that going. But uh,
2: and have you back on.
0: Well, yeah, duh, obviously, this isn't the last time.
2: No,
1: this is the last Dang. time, I'm never coming back. When Josh and
0: I make it to the finals of Worlds, and yeah, then the I whole like world really
1: one. gets pranked. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the prank. People think, that, people think the first part was the prank. Get real. <laughs> Welcome to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I like that, I like that plan. So, uh, yeah, that's, so I guess probably June, we'll just, we'll jump on, we'll do it again. I got it, I got it.
2: Yes, June. Well, unless there's Pan Ams in March, then we might have to do it in March too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. A lot yeah. of times, a lot of times. We just gotta make sure
1: we're still on opposite sides of the bracket. You know, that would that would ruin Listen. our whole grand plan.
0: Yeah, hey, you if I fight you in the first receive. round, we'll be good. I'm going for a footlock only our next match,
1: by the way. I was offended when
0: you went for <laughs> a footlock on me. I was like, come on, dude.
1: It really, it really didn't have anything to do with the fact that you footlocked me in eight seconds and ruined my life. Uh, It had nothing to do with that, okay? I promise you. I know it seems like because I added ruined my life at the end of that it seems (laughs) like that it was an ill-willed thing. This is what happened. You tried to Barambolo. I tried to counter Barambolo, and and I just like – I went for it. I was like, oh, I missed the back, whatever, and I was like, oh, his foot is right here. What if – I could stop fighting now because I finished this footlock, right? <laughs> what like, if, I could what stop if fighting yeah? My... What if the uh, yo, know, the the lack of cardio that I have in my jujitsu, it, it didn't matter because I just got this footlock, and so I grabbed it as hard as I could, and then you stood up, and I was like, dang, I should I shouldn't have done that. I should have just. I should have just not done that. <laughs> there was a lot of points in the thing for both of us where we were like, ah, that didn't work out. No, nah, yep. that didn't work out. That was so. yeah, that one uh that should that shouldn't have worked. That should that, or that should have worked. I don't know why that one didn't. Mm. <laughs> well awesome.
2: Josh, do uh, you want so, to talk about like any sponsors or anyone you wanna thank yeah. before we sign off? Oh no, I have no one sponsors me. No, 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 no sponsors. So just the yeah, I Jiu Jitsu show. No, no. So I, I'm sponsored by <laughs>
1: Fuji. Um, oh, my and So they always, uh, always take care of me with keys and uh, mats and uh, all kinds of other things. Just really uh, a great sponsor. Uh, have always been sponsored by Leo Optics. And uh, you can always see them in the background over my with the lion shoulder. Yeah. With the, the big lion that doesn't have anything to do with Leo optics. It was just the only big photo that was really cheap <laughs> that I could get on Amazon. And so I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, Hey babe, uh, could you see me as a lion? And she's like, no. And I was like, cool. Well, I just bought one for 30 bucks. And so I am like, we're, I'm a lion now, you know, like that's a, <laughs> I have a lion watching over me all the time now. And, uh, yeah, so I got that background.
0: Sweet. Well, that is just a very uh <laughs> misleading story, but I definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, yeah. Follow Josh and his sponsors, my goodness. Uh, but uh we want to thank election performance. You can use our discount code. And I know this may seem like I'm BSing you, right? I say it every episode: use our discount code. If you want to get thick, mean, lean, and swole, you want to get big, all right? <sighs> Open GuardCast25 is a discount code you use for election performance. Alex Turner is going to serenade you with his odd, oddly comforting yet intimidating voice, and he is going to lead you to the squat promise land. Um, uh, Even though he doesn't look like he lifts a lot, he does. So um, that's a shot. But we also want to thank Chofik Cryo, High-Tier Photography, uh, Maracaba BJJ, Marcio Andre Academy, uh, Josh's Great Smile. We want to thank… Uh, Aggro Brand, Break New Ground, Logo to Life, and uh yeah, that's about it, I think, from my end. Correct? Am I correct, Danny? Yeah, Did I, I miss one. you're correct.
2: Okay, no, that's
0: good. about it. <laughs> I was going to cry if I was incorrect. So um this has been episode 64 of the Open Guard cast, and this was our second time ha- – well, this is my first time with Josh. This is Danny's second
2: time. Um, well – technically it's our third podcast just the first one was on the Ask ice like a jiu-jitsu show true <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh no the, we loved going on ice like a jiu-jitsu show and we can't wait to go back on
1: <laughs> oh i oh, sorry uh, i'm looking um, at your line i think your line. i think uh hey guys i think skype's messing up i didn't i didn't, I didn't <laughs> i'm sorry wow, uh, that yeah, is I didn't, cold. Um, no i'm just kidding that, I, is, that, that was, was cold. cold that was the one skype's of cold. uh a lot of people have told me that that was actually one of their favorite episodes because it was so relaxed and you know normally my show is very much like uh uh just about like training and um you know different training hacks and stuff but then every once in a while I'll do episodes that are just really chill and then that one was one of them and uh I think a lot of people that listen to my show listen to your guys' show and so they just really love like you know, half-rate jiu podcasts with, you know, <laughs> <laughs> American hosts, and uh, so I think a lot of times, I think that was why a lot of people were so excited about, like, oh, man, you know, I really, really enjoyed that. It was just a really fun episode, and so uh, I really would love to have you guys on again soon.
0: Sweet. Well, we are, we are always down. I think you know that, so whenever you want to make it happen there, Captain. All
2: right. <laughs> so Danny. All right, it's sweet. yeah so i'll take us out of here so thanks everyone for listening this was episode 64 with the first place and second place champions from american nationals definitely go watch that fight on flow grappling uh check out josh's course for the duck guard um and yeah we will see you guys soon for episode 65